0: Warning, wrestling POV Global is not suitable for all ages. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: And gentlemen and welcome to another exciting edition of wrestling global plus i'm your host thomas archer the third and with me joining me in my palatial cbs studio we are of course talking about the deviant himself you know what i'm actually a little bit cheesed at you sir i'm not even going to introduce you this week introduce yourself your behavior on the last episode was disgusting
0: it is I. The Deviant One himself is back, and I'm, I'm back with all my colorful insights and all chock full of information for all you fans out there. And I'm also going to, in the process, make your life miserable for the next hour
1: or so. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering what nonsense is dribbling out of my co-host's <laughs> mouth, basically what he's telling you is he knows absolutely nothing, and he's going to insult just about everything, including me. But this week I am not alone. I have brought with me on the phone line a special guest all the way from across the nation himself. We're talking about the incomparable, the magnificent Anthony Anderson. Anthony, welcome to today's show. Hello, hello, is this thing on, hello? Uh, Yes it is, Anthony, you can hear me.
2: me. I I wanna tell you one thing about the deviant. He has about as much personality as the ham sandwich I ate yesterday. Except the ham sandwich had more personality because it came with a pickle.
0: Hey, I'm the color guy here. I do all the commentary, all the insights. I give you all the information that fans need. You have yeah. the color.
2: Let me tell you, before the newspaper, the joke, what is black and white and red all over, would have been you because you're so plain, except you got a sunburn that one time when you were out in the Poconos and you got the sunburn. You were black and white, then you were red all over. That's about as much color as I you get. I don't know
1: what we were talking about. That was never in the Poconos. I- I can't tell you fans how much i'm actually enjoying this this week this is tremendous anthony it's, it's great to have you on the show finally somebody who's going to take this show a little more seriously let's delve into into this week's wrestling news Now, of course, the top story, we're going to get into that a little later when we break down the card. But today's top story, of course, would have to be Ric Flair capturing the NWA World Heavyweight Championship from Harley Race within a steel cage at the spectacle known only now as Starcade. We'll get into that later because that is something we're going to cover exclusively in the second half of the show. But let's start with some of the other news happening around the wrestling world right now. I want to get your guys' take on some of this. Ironically enough, our first story involves Ric Flair. And this match that we're going to reference here occurred one week after he captured that belt. It it was the loss of the Freebirds losing the uh, six-man world-class tag team titles. Uh, They lost it to Kevin, Kerry, and David Von Erich. The interesting thing about this story is Michael Hayes had been injured So Ric Flair replaced him within this match. However, Ric Flair took the pin and didn't seem too interested that he had lost. As such, the Freebirds are screaming that this was collusion of somehow, that they demand some kind of rematch that the belt should never have changed hand because their partner, well, this partner failed them. But folks, this is wrestling. Have we not seen partners fail people constantly? I got to ask, Anthony, what do you think of this whole situation? Ric Flair fills in for uh, Michael Hayes and then proceeds to lose the match and act like he didn't really care. First of all, I want to tell you
2: about the fabulous Freebirds, a tremendous threesome, maybe known to bend the rules just a little. Just a little. Just now, a little? Do, do we know
1: what happened to Michael Hayes? Yes, Michael Hayes had been injured Um I'm t- trying to read over the news here. There's so much... Yes, he had been injured uh, in, and a, in a match with one of the Von Erics earlier that week. Now, are you sure it wasn't with the bottle of Jack Daniels? I am very much sure on this time, uh, but I can see where you're going with this, Anthony. Okay. I know. Michael Hayes, tremendous performer. Have you ever heard Michael Hayes sing before? Uh, yes. His actually theme song. Is not it uh, Bad Street, USA? Is that what that one is? Sometimes
2: yeah, I'm not too familiar exactly. with, one the of kids, my favorites. with the kids and the rock and it roll music. I, I don't know. But uh, uh, anyways, tremendous singing voice. Uh, uh, this match, it's a tragedy. If you're a fabulous free bird, uh, Ric Flair must have been having an off night. Uh, you know, maybe too busy celebrating his NWA world title win. Uh, the Von Erics, some good, wholesome Texas boys, uh, uh, have you ever
1: seen Devon Eric's wrestle? Uh, yes, yes, I have. Uh, a tremendous young family.
2: Ladies love Devon the Ericks. They, 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 throw the underwear in the air. I don't quite understand it, but it's, uh, it's something special to see. The ladies love Devon Ericks. The kids love Devon Eric's. The, the, uh, I the love men the want to be.
1: Deviant, are you saying you would not throw your underwear in the air if the Von Ericks were there? Absolutely not. I was just saying the men
2: want to be the Von Eriks. Now, obviously, the deviant, because he's the deviant, is not a man, does not want to be a Von Eric. That's on him. I want to be a free bird. Fair enough. Well, you know what? You want to be a free bird. Well, you know what? (laughs) We can set you free. I can flip you the bird and you can fly out of here.
1: Oh my. Well, you know what folks, as we've been discussing this, I received a phone call on the other line from the world-class officials themselves to explain the exact situation of Michael PS Hayes not being in this match. And I find this is even more confusing. Apparently the week before this defense, Michael Hayes lost a loser leave town match to carry Von Eric. So he wasn't even in the territory anymore. What? So I'm not, I'm not sure how the the Freebirds even had the chance. Now. I'm sure the deviant has an explanation of how they could defend belts despite the fact that one of the three men was no longer in the area.
0: It was a travesty, it was a travesty. I don't I don't I don't understand what, what happened. You know, I, I, there had to be some sort of ch- some cheating going on there because I don't know. Michael Hayes should not have lost that match.
1: Well, I'm looking at the footage now that they have just sent me, and he is clearly pinned by Kerry Von Erich um
0: my cable must have cut out i didn't see that
1: oh my goodness this is all right sorry anthony did you have anything you wanted to add to this whole situation? go ahead tony carrie von eric let me tell you carrie von eric good
0: young
2: texas boy does not drink the alcohol
0: no, no he, likes
2: he likes to drink milk <laughs> that's a good, wholesome. That's why he's got the big muscles. You look at the arms; you flex. It's called the bicep. He's got tremendous bicep. You look at the pectoral region. That's that's the chest. Uh, a deviant. Uh, I've never seen uh, you live, but from the pictures I can tell you have no chest. But I if you work had a, out.
0: okay. Just your for your muscles For your like totally I work out. All right. Just because you squat when you go to the bathroom
1: doesn't mean you're working out. Um, Well, that depends what you've eaten, ladies and gentlemen. Moving on, uh, here's some interesting news. Dirty Dick Slater is the new mid-Atlantic heavyweight champion, having captured that title from Rufus R. Jones. It seems that Rufus R. Jones had his shoulder up during this pin. The referee did not notice. However, as it stands right now in the NWA, most times the referee's decisions stick. So Dirty Dick Slater, new mid-Atlantic champion, Obviously, the fans of Rufus R. Jones and Rufus himself must be extremely irate at this. I know, Deviant, you probably think this is a fair thing. I know you're a big fan of Dirty Dick. If the the referee didn't see it, it's fine.
0: the referee didn't see the trailer go up, he counted the three. Dirty Dick Slater, senior champion,
1: good on him. All right. Uh, Anthony, anything you want to add to Dirty Dick Slater winning this belt? I've been saying this for years. I think in title matches, there should be two referees.
2: A title match is very important. And I think it's necessary to have more than one set of eyes watching the match. So if a referee inside the ring misses something, a referee outside the ring could go, wait a minute, wait a minute. His shoulder was up. Did you see his shoulder was up? The shoulder was up. Then one referee says to the other, hey, his shoulder was up. Then the other referee says, his shoulder was up. And he goes, aha, aha, we need to
0: restart the match because the shoulder was up. Restart the match. What an absurd concept, restart the match. I, I've never heard of such a thing.
1: Now, now, Anthony, I've got to ask you. I have seen a couple of these uh, two referee things happen. Most times, it is very effective, as you pointed out. But I have also seen, especially out of the Calgary area, where the two referees disagree violently with each other, and then there's even exactly more. Exactly my point. What? What is Calgary area? I believe it's called the Stampede area. The Stampede. So there's a bunch of horses wrestling. <laughs> Moving on, uh, Precious Paul Ellering, who currently manages the national tag team champions, the Road Warriors, and the national heavyweight champion, Jake the Snake Roberts, is now recruiting more people for his newly formed stable that he is going to be calling the Legion of Doom. First on his thing is the guy who falls today in our Elite Delete section, King Kong Bundy will be one of his newest acquisitions. Guys... The National uh, Division being held almost hostage by this newly formed gang. The Road Warriors, these two guys, we've talked about them before. They are monstrous and scary, and yet nobody has been able to find a way to defeat them. And then add on the the very unpredictable Jake the Snake Roberts. This guy is truly frightening. Uh, Is this the beginning of what could be a long dominance of the Legion of Doom? Anthony... You've been watching a bit in the national area. Is is this the start of a long reign for the the Legion of Doom? This is something
2: very scary. Let me tell you, if you have never seen The Hawk... never seen a hawk look like this before if you've uh never seen the animal and that's what he is i think that's all he does is eat animals maybe he fights with them because he's big uh he's not what i would call an attractive man uh the head is shaved the the faces they've got the paint uh, uh, they've got muscles on top of muscles on top of muscles uh i don't know if we've ever seen anything like this before, uh, as far as a tag team goes, uh, Jake Roberts, uh, also uh, he would make the Deviant look like a choir boy. Uh, there's a lot of troubled times ahead in that
1: area. That's an interesting interesting picture you've painted. The Deviant and Choir Boys. I'm not sure if I really want to go further with that. Uh, Deviant. What are you thinking? We have the national singles champion, Jake the Snake Roberts. We have the national tag team champions, the road warriors. Is this the beginning of a dominance or are they just a flash in the pan? This is going to be one
0: scary stable. And I, for one, am looking forward to see what they do.
1: I think they're going to
0: dominate
1: the entire area. Well, you know what? I usually don't agree with the deviant, but I've got to say these guys are impressive looking. Uh, Anthony has brought up that they are the team, especially the Road Warriors themselves, frightening, frightening men. And uh, that Jake the Snake Roberts, boy, Snake is right. He is a snake in the grass, if you know what I mean, young young boys and girls. Don't trust people like Jake the Snake Roberts. They will lead you, them and the Deviant will lead you down. Hey, 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 bad, hey, bad path. hey,
0: I, I hey, for horses. I object that comment to that comment. Yes, you, you resemble represent that comment. That com- I know exactly. the snake. Thank you. I'm not a snake, I give my honest opinion. I once heard I give
2: somebody it. famous said, I am not a crook. Now you're saying, I am not
0: a snake. I'm not I am a snake. The same thing.
1: Well, it's um, not the
0: same thing. I give my colorful uh, insights and information to everything.
1: Children, children, could we please move on with the show? Um, right now, we've been tracking some feuds going on. It looks like the next big feud that might be breaking out will be between Dusty Rhodes and Nikolai Volkov, of all people. Boy, this is an interesting one. Dusty Rhodes was teaming recently in a match with Hacksaw, Jim Dugan, taking on the team of Butch Reed and Jim Neidhart. During this match, Nikolai runs out with a chair and hits Dusty Rhodes in the head with it for no reason, starts beating him until Magnum TA and the Junkyard Dog come out and run him off. People are saying that Dusty is irate and demanding the head of Nikolai Volkov. Guys, I think this might be sorry he, does, he doesn't need a reason he doesn't need a reason no i, I know you have what? a great disdain for dusty there's this, the, the deviant seems to have this ongoing hate for the wholesomeness that is dusty roads again that's uh, just I, my
0: insight into what's going on here
1: anthony would you have a rebuttal for for mr uh dusty Rhodes? uh for the mr dusty Rhodes.
2: I think he has to do what any good red-blooded American would do. He has to defend himself. He has to defend his state. He has to defend his country. He has to defend the good people of America. Nikolai Volkov, let me tell you, I wouldn't trust him if I was going to put him in a room together with the deviant. That's how much I wouldn't trust him. Hey, If if he put us in
0: a room together, we'd form our own faction. We'd go out and find other members to join us
1: and, and somehow I think the they oh, room, go ahead. It go
0: ahead, would be Tony. like
2: a blind leading the blind and you two would keep on bumping the wall, even though the door was one foot beside you. Of course you don't know what I'm talking about.
1: Uh, first of all, let's uh, let's send out some congratulations to Les Thornton winning his fourth NWA junior heavyweight title. In a tournament in the in Manila in the Philippines, well, that's some great international news. Congratulations, Les Thornton, a great, tremendous young junior heavyweight champion. Anyone have anything they want to add about Les Thornton?
2: Manila, Philippines, great place. Muhammad Ali had to train there once. I believe he had a fight there once. Uh, yes, he did a couple times. Great guy, Muhammad Ali. Let me tell you, I met him once in a deli. I was sitting down to have a sandwich at the, uh, at the counter. I looked to my right, and there was this young man, good looking, you could tell he's strong, worked out. I said, excuse me, sir, can you pass me the salt? He passed me the salt. I said, thank you. I said, has anyone ever told you, you look like you're that? You're breaking thing? up, Anthony. Muhammad Ali. Uh, Anthony, you're breaking up. And we'll wouldn't you on. know it, he was Muhammad
1: Ali. And I said, Mo, can you pass <laughs> me the ketchup? Mo. Mo. Okay, moving on, moving on. Sorry, Anthony, we've lost your signal for a second. We'll have to get him back on the phone. In um, our last bit of news here, Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas have announced they will defend their WWF tag team titles against the, 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 the tremendous team of Tiger Chung Lee and Mr. Fuji. Guys, I'm not. (laughs) I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh at this, but I I just don't. I mean, look at look at Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas. I was telling you about Muhammad Ali. I couldn't hear anybody. Can you hear me? Anyways, as we were saying, I can hear you. Can you hear me? As we're saying, Tiger Chung Lee and Tony Atlas are very big men. Well, Tiger Chung Lee, no, sorry. Yeah, I'm getting mixed up. Anthony's his voices keeps coming in and out. Hello. We'll have to uh, get back see, at him on the next T- segment. T- T- Tony keeps interrupting you. I, I do apologize, even though I'm here. Can you hear me? me? Your You're apologizing. You're one, the one who Even though I'm you your life miserable
0: here right
1: now. Okay. This is giving I me have... a headache. Can you hear me? Hello. I've got to ask Do you think, Deviant, that the team of Tiger Chung Lee and Mr. Fuji can actually match up? To get these giant, powerful men of Rocky Johnson. At $20.
0: Yes, I do. Because, and I'll tell you why. If I'm the deviant one, they're the devious ones. Okay. Look at them. They're dastardly. I mean, you talk about rule breakers. They are classic when it comes to rule breaking, and they will do whatever they have to to win.
1: So you admit they will break the rules, that they will cheat to win these titles? Oh, of course. Saying? As long as the
0: referee doesn't see it, though, it's fine.
1: And you don't think that makes them uh, terrible people?
0: No. No,
1: I do not. Someday I'm going to save up for a Christmas gift and get you some morals, Deviant. (laughs) Well, you know what, folks? That is today's news segment. Uh, We've got... Tony, sorry, we got Anthony back on the line. Anthony, sorry, we had some problems. We're moving on now to the Elite Delete section. Anthony, this is where we take somebody who's currently in our spotlight and we talk about whether this wrestler is someone we can get behind, someone who's going to go places, or maybe this person just isn't quite ready yet. And I'm going to start off, and I'm even going to let you start, Anthony. Today's Elite Delete is a wrestler who's been floating around uh, the Texas area. He's been now in Georgia. Rumor has it he may be heading to the WWF down the line. We are talking about the massive King Kong Bundy. King
2: Kong Bundy. Let me tell you about King Kong Bundy. This man is big. He is so big. I think he could be mistaken for a house. That's how big he is. Maybe just a bungalow. Not a two-story, but a bungalow. He's big. He doesn't have any hair. He's bald. <laughs> and there's one that thing I know, problem. don't trust the bald man. Agreed. I think, now you said he's going to WWF? There's a chance he may be signed to the WWF in the near future. I think he's going to give the WWF champion, Mr. Bob Backlund, a run for his money. One day they may be a main event Madison Square Garden.
1: Wow, that, that is a very interesting and bold prediction. Uh, we're gonna move on now to uh, well deviant, did you wanna throw in your two cents here? About Have, King yet, Kong have you seen
0: this man? 450 pound King Kong bunny Atlanta City you should sure see. He's got the avalanche, he's got the bunny splash. He's gonna do big things in the future. Of course he's
2: gonna do big things. He's a big man. He, Say okay. something
0: intelligent. Well, I that's probably like not going dead. to. King Kong Bunny deviant. is a man. You know what? You want to know how confident this guy is. I've seen him in the Texas area. He knows how confident he is. He doesn't even need the three count. He demands five. That's how confident he is that he can dominate everyone now, in the territory.
1: Now, I'm not going to say at this point that the deviant argues too much or that maybe Anthony doesn't like the deviant. But if you've noticed, they've been arguing the same point for the last five minutes here yes king kong bundy to them is elite they see him as a guy i however have my doubts there has been a large string across the world of, in the history of wrestling of let's face it largely obese wrestlers who tend to come in be the monster maybe get a cheap victory here and then and then move on into the night i can't help but wonder if king kong bundy is just such as that he is not the most athletic of men. Yes, he has a few exciting moves. He is the size of a house, maybe a large outhouse. But I'm not sure if he has the staying capability. I don't know if he could actually go up against a man like Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund is a tremendously. Skilled we size, have you seen the size difference? The size difference hasn't matter. We've seen all through the world of his. Size does matter. Look at Godzilla. Yes, size does matter, but also look at uh Haystacks Calhoun, that guy was defeated. <laughs> Our good friend Andre the Giant has been slammed numerous times by uh men across the WWF and the NWA. So, but has Andre ever been beaten? Uh, uh-huh. yes, he has, uh-huh. <laughs> he has uh-huh. been beaten, guys. He has been beaten. I have, I have here at least a dozen different people who have pinned. Andre the Giant. I know that the WWF lately has been building up as undefeatable. Don't lie. But he has. Okay, maybe in the WWF he hasn't been defeated. Don't but lie. he has been defeated in Hawaii. He has been defeated uh, in the Southern US. There has been some defeats under the under Andre the Giant's thing. So I'm just saying, just because you are a big man, does not guarantee you. I'm not sure if King Kong Bundy has enough skill. I think a great wrestler like Bob Backlund could, in fact. Twist up that large man and take him down like a tree. So we'll have to go today with a split. It's two votes elite, one vote delete. Moving How is on that a now. split?
2: There's more elite than delete. How is that a split? Uh, well, that's the kind of math I expect from the deviant.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, I'm
2: more intelligent than that. You, I know I know, you, you that. know You know why he's so happy that it's a five count? Because he can't count any higher than five.
1: Now, now, Anthony, I I know you're worked up. I know you're worked up. I I don't know
0: what you're talking about.
1: Of course you don't know what I'm talking about. You don't have a brain. Oh, my goodness. You know what? Let's move on to our hot topics. Now, recently, the NWA put on its spectacularly big show called Starcade. We've seen an unprecedented amount of people not only fill up the arena, but buy pay per view this is something new wrestling where you could watch pay money to see it. People did this. The the box office was tremendous. It makes me think though, the NWA, and I would like to have thought that the AWA could compete with this, but it seems to me the AWA has been losing some traction lately, but the NWA and the WWF seem neck and neck. They are two companies that seem to be trying to jockey to take over the wrestling world itself. Now, Starcade. nwa has this great attraction they've shown it can work can the wwf counter program this can they come up with a spectacular do they have enough glitzy wrestlers do they have enough oomph that fans are going to want to turn into because when we talk today about Starcade, i've got to tell you guys there were some matches on there that were tremendously great matches but there was also some oomph There was some flash. There was something for everyone on this card. Anthony, can the WWF put something together like this? Are they in position? Are they strong enough? And are they, because let's face it, as much as they've been making moves, a lot of people still see them as a regional New York area-based company that is just now starting to get more outlets across uh, the United States. That's a very, very interesting question. I
2: think this is something only time will tell. Right now, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a little overclipped. Uh, right now, I would have to say I don't think WWF can do a Starcade like the NWA does Starcade. Does that mean they can never do it? I'm not saying never, I'm just saying. Not right now. You talk about the oomph, you talk about the, the glitz and the glamour. We talked about Mr. Bob Backlund. He is an amazing wrestler, an amazing technician. Uh, I think he lacks a little bit of the oomph that you would have on top for uh, a Starcade type event. Doesn't have the same... Uh, I, pun intended, here the same flair, if you will. It doesn't have the same panache as as a dusty roads or or the, uh, the the grittiness of the of a Harley race. Okay, so, so I'm saying not impossible, just not right now.
1: Okay, now Deviant, I know this is a a question that you usually stay away from. These things there's really no uh, sides to take. But in your opinion, you're looking at the roster right now of the WWF. Can they put together a show on this magnitude of Starcade?
0: I think they can. I mean, uh, they've already, they're already starting to take over all the territories. Well, so I think, I think it's possible.
1: You think it's possible? It's only a matter okay. of time. Well, I think they have no choice but to at least try. Uh, the NWA has really thrown pretty much as throwing the gloves down after slapping them in the face. If they don't pick up the glove and at least slap back, they may as well just fold up their, uh, fold up their tents and go home. Um, yes. The WWF may not have the glitz of the NWA, but they're going to have to do something. Uh, they're going to have to find a way to, I don't know, maybe connect with the younger audience I, I mean, the NWA really has locked up the, the, the gritty Southern style of wrestling that people have grown up with. I think the only thing is maybe the WWF has to try something bold, try a new direction, but they got to do something. If they get left behind here, I think we might be talking about the AWA versus the NWA down the line instead of the WWF. So that, that's, I want to thank you too. That, that was a hard one to think about. Um, this one might be a little easier though. Uh, We have seen success, and it hasn't been great success, but enough of a territorial success, with uh, James Cornett. He put together a team. We had Randy Rose, Dennis Condry. They called themselves the Midnight Express. They've had some fairly okay matches. They've made a name for themselves. They've not had a run for any major titles, however. Recently, Randy Rose fired by James Cornett. And Bobby Eaton picked up, has been picked up. They have branded themselves, once again, the Midnight Express. Guys, we've seen this, this, this team start. What does the future hold for them? Are they going to be able to eclipse the original Midnight Express? Or are they just another iteration of a cool name? We'll start with you, Deviant.
0: I've seen this team. I'm going to say Dennis Connery, Bobby Eaton much better pairing and I like the team I like the name in Jim Cornette James if I may use the tennis racket it's fine with me
1: of course you would back the guy who cheats at every turn uh, Anthony what is this I like the
2: name it's the same name what what do you mean you like the name Oh, I'm going to have a corned beef sandwich. Oh, <laughs> I, like I like the, the corned beef sandwich. Don't, don't it's the a corned beef
0: sandwich. Nothing's different. Don't change the name. You just change the team. And this that's, team is oh, going to be... I took be the corned sandwich from the, the left original. side of my plate.
2: I put the corned beef sandwich on the right side of my plate. Oh, that's <laughs> a great corned beef sandwich. It's the same corned beef sandwich. But I will tell you this. What, the, what does corned beef this. have
0: to do with uh, a, a tag team? Everything.
2: Everything. Because to have a good tag team, you have to have a, a good pair. A team is a you pair. You have a good pair. Bobby, even do this laundry. The chemistry. Aha! 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 But but it's like if you take. Can I can I finish about my corned beef sandwich?
0: Go ahead, Tony.
2: It's about like you take the corned beef sandwich, you have the fresh rye bread, you have that that shaved corned beef that's that's been heated up, delicious. You have some regular mustard. That's maybe like what Randy Rose was, regular mustard. But then you take some of the the fancy mustard with a little more more of the kick, like a a gray poupon, like a Dijon. Now, maybe that's a little fancy for you, but in France, that's in Europe, they have Dijon mustard. It's got a little more kick. It's, it's like the original, but better. And that's what this is gonna be. Bobby Eaton is like some Dijon mustard in the corned beef sandwich. You the see, corned You're you agreeing with
0: me.
1: Can I finish? Go ahead. <laughs> Guys. Can I finish? Go ahead, finish off, please. He
2: is going to add, where I, I have the problem with you, Deviant, is you're saying, I like the name, like they changed the name. But they didn't change the name. My corned beef sandwich, I'm changing my corned beef sandwich. I'm adding the Dijon mustard. I'm adding the Bobby Eaton. This kid's got a bright future. I know you said you liked the Bobby Eaton, but I'm not talking about the name. Because that's what you're talking about. That doesn't make any sense. Mark my words. The corned beef sandwich with Dijon mustard is going to be the hottest thing along with the Midnight Express.
1: Well, that's that's some interesting stuff. You know, as uh, James Cornett was searching around for people, one of, the, uh, one of the teams he had been eyeballing extensively to was the Fabulous Ones. Have you heard of these guys? Steve Kern and Stan Lane. And I thought to myself, you know who would be a better fit? If we threw away it all and you gave Bobby Eaton and Steve Kern. Now, those are two guys I think would be a great Midnight Express. Let me tell you
2: about the Fabulous Ones. You know where I've seen the Fabulous Ones wrestle? Where? Memphis, Tennessee. You know what's good about Memphis, Tennessee?
1: What's that? Um, What's that? Barbecue. Okay. And this has to do with wrestling in? (laughs) Elvis Presley. Memphis. Moving on. Tony loves his barbecue and his corned beef. Apparently, the man knows deli food and meat better than most. Thank you, Anthony. That was some very interesting things. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break here. When we get back, we are going to be talking about the Starcade card itself. But you know what? We have a chance. You can buy. That's right. You, if you are to send your to PO Box 667 in Rochester, New York, I can't remember the postal code, but it's box six, six, seven. If you send $10 and 15 cents, you can get a t-shirt for global plus, but you know what? Don't listen to just me. I brought a friend here to tell you all about it. I want to give it now to the junkyard dog, J Y D himself.
2: I am the junkyard dog, and if you want to get down with the dog, I'm not talking the atomic dog. I'm not talking the dirty dog. I'm talking the junkyard dog. You want to wear a shirt that's like a global wrestling plus? Gives you a little extra thump if you know what I mean. Send in your money. Order that T-shirt. Get down with the dog. <laughs>
1: All right, folks, welcome back now. We're gonna take a look at, uh, first of all, and also I wanna thank the JYD, flew all the way in from New York City. He was visiting, said he had some business to do there. He came in to see us here at Rochester. We thank you guys, Junkyard Dog, tremendous. We wish you the best. And you know what? If he slams the Deviant one more time, he'll be my hero. That's all (laughs) I'm gonna say. Let's move on now to the Starcade show itself. We're gonna take a quick look at this thing. We're going to tell you how the matches turned out a little bit about the action. You've seen how we kind of rated the matches. And, uh, let's start off the very first match. We had the team of the assassins one and two taking on the team of Rufus R Jones and Bugsy McGraw. Now, as you can imagine, the assassins did everything they could. It was the typical, uh, poke eye gouge, any kind of thing that they could do in the end. Uh, number one rolls up bugsy mcgraw and gets the surprise pin win uh i gotta tell you it wasn't the greatest match for me the assassins sometimes their shtick uh well it's just ugly uh bugsy mcgraw and rufus r jones they're guys getting up there in the age i'm not sure if i really want to put them on the first opening of my spectacular card but it is what it is anthony what did you get out of this match
2: I have to agree with you, it was ugly. And here's why. Rufus R. Jones, not a handsome man. Bugsy McGraw, even less of a handsome man. But you know what's really ugly? Uh, what's Both that? assassins, because they wear masks. Now, I haven't seen them without the masks, but I know so they how gotta you be even ugly, tell they're ugly. Because they wear masks. Good point. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. I will tell you, though, the assassins, I'm not surprised they won, because they can be tricky and they're tricky like a corned beef or a pastrami sandwich. And let me tell you, sometimes maybe you ask for a corned beef sandwich. And if you're not smart, you get a pastrami sandwich. So the referee obviously doesn't know the difference between corned beef and pastrami because they made a switch. He couldn't tell assassin one from assassin two and they made an illegal pin. So the moral of this match, make sure you know the difference between corned beef and pastrami.
1: Wow uh corn beef with you. Uh, there's two things I got out of that. Uh, one, <laughs> uh, I would love to get uh, a mask for the Deviant because he is ugly and like to cover that And secondly, I have no clue the difference between pastrami and uh, corned beef. So maybe after the show, I'll talk with Anthony. We'll go to a deli sometime and maybe he could show us. Uh, Deviant, your turn. Did you like this match or not? I enjoyed, you the, I enjoy, I sassi- enjoyed this
0: match. I enjoyed this match, of course. I, I don't know what you're talking about uh, with the illegal moves. Well, where, 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 where are you seeing this? Where did you see this? My cable,
1: 30 seconds my cable sassi- went yeah. out.
0: My cable was f- the screen was flickering. I don't know what was going on. Did you
1: ask for your money back because this was a pay per view? <laughs>
0: um, uh, it was too late, but uh,
1: maybe the, the rabbit of- on top of your TV all were bent a little though, funny. Even the antenna didn't work. Oh my goodness. All right. Let's move on to the second match. We have the uh, frightening team of Kevin Sullivan and Mark Lewin accompanied by Gary Hart taking on the team of Johnny Weaver and Scott McGee. Cool. Guys, uh, another match where we find we find illegal and deviant moves to be, and I'm sorry to use your name deviant, but <laughs>
0: where are you seeing this
1: the team of kevin sullivan and mark lewin these guys are frightening they play they, they have this vibe to them that that speaks evil and uh weaver and mcgee i mean these are just two you know two gentlemen trying to get through their lives trying to get some good wrestling in and what happens we get a foreign object what once foreign again object? Would foreign... Let me guess, your cable went out. Yes, I get that. For everyone else who didn't close their eyes because they didn't want to see something. Uh, Sullivan and Lewin, taking an elite, using a foreign object, winning the match. I'm disgusted at this whole thing. Anthony, how did you feel coming out of this?
2: I want to tell you. Let me tell you about Mark Lewin, Kevin Sullivan, and Gary Hart. You know why you can't trust them? Uh, why? because Gary Hart is bald. You can't trust a bald man.
1: That is true. I believe the deviant's bald.
2: The deviant is a lot of things. Let's
1: be honest. Now. <laughs> not that bald, you can trust me. Not that bald, so you can trust him a little bit. Okay, go on. I would trust you
2: as far as I can throw you, and I don't think I can throw you, so that means I don't trust
1: you. Good you point, shouldn't be throwing anything. Point. Maybe you match. should, oh. sorry, go on, go on, go on, Anthony, What's... I was, no, go ahead, you're going to make a
2: suggestion, I want to hear the suggestion.
1: Well, I was thinking that maybe, uh, maybe the deviant sometimes should throw a phone call to his cable providers to ask them why his matches that he's watched, that every time something bad happens, his cable goes on. It's, it's rather annoying on a show that he's supposed to be covering. Yeah, they, right. they only
0: happen on these ones, so I don't know what you're talking about, I mean, everything I saw was
1: fine. Sorry, Anthony, go on.
0: I have to tell
2: you, it's not just the foreign object, because if my memory serves me correct, I think the foreign object was used after the match. Well, yes.
1: I mean, there was so much stuff going on.
2: But there was the cheating. There was the Gary Hart. He was helping hold him down. I think the Kevin Sullivan was holding him down. I don't know. The referee, not a very good referee. Uh you know, I almost expect maybe that the deviant was the referee, but uh, I saw the referee, and I'm like, he's not that ugly, so it can't be the deviant. Mm.
0: I don't Fair know enough. what you're talking about with this cheating. I just don't.
1: You know what? You, there you, was so you, much you cheating guys are in this.
0: You me m- nervous now. Uh, oh. There was
1: so much cheating in this match. I'm not even going to ask you any opinions about it because you would have probably the cable was out the entire time of the match. So let's move on to it. A match that. You know what? There comes times in professional wrestling where you're not sure who the good guy or bad guy is anymore after a while. The continuous, which seems now like the eternal feud between Carlos Colon and Abdullah the Butcher. Both men have done such horrible, disgusting things to each other. These have been virtual bloodbaths. It's really hard to determine who the good guy is anymore. I mean, I know if you're in Puerto Rico, you're automatically uh, cheering Carlos Colon, I've been watching these matches, and even in this match itself, so much use of weapons, so much use of, of brutality. I find it hard-pressed to call Carlos Colon a good guy here. However, Abdullah the Butcher wins this round, but I want to point out one thing. Something happened in this match was the first time that I've ever seen this. I don't know if it's happened ever before, but Carlos Colon managed to apply the figure-four leg lock on Abdullah the Butcher. I don't think I've ever seen Abdullah in a figure four. In the end, though, Abdullah takes the win with a little help from an old friend of ours, Hugo Savanovich, who came in and hit Cologne with a foreign object. Once again, I'm sure the deviance cable went out at that point. But uh, I got to ask, Anthony, this ongoing continuous blood feud between these two, they have shed more blood than I think both of us have in our bodies at this moment. What did you get out of this?
2: bloodbath i want to tell you these two have feuding for a lifetime in puerto rico puerto rico very beautiful island uh out uh, past florida uh i can tell you so many wonderful things about puerto rico
1: have either of you ever been to puerto rico uh no oh. i have not and i know the deviant is not allowed to go within 100 uh miles of any other country you So like to
0: hear the truth
1: I don't know what that means, but
2: I'm going to tell you this. I have never been to Puerto Rico, but I've seen many specials on television. It's a beautiful place. I would like to go there one day. I will say this. Carlos Colon putting the figure four leg lock on Abdullah the Butcher would be like if the deviant was a farmer and he went out and tried to put the figure four leg lock on a horse. (laughs)
0: Why would I ever put a figure four on that horse?
1: That sounds like a Saturday night for the Deviant, but go on. Why
2: would Carlos Colon try to put a figure four on a monster like Abdullah the Butcher?
1: I'm not sure. Well, he succeeded in in hurting him, but he didn't win the match, Deviant.
0: Yeah, I know. Abdullah won.
1: Good good for him. Uh
0: By the way, I didn't see, I don't know, you, you guys are making me I'm very angry here with all of your accusations of cheating and shenanigans going on.
1: Shenanigans, okay. Well, my I'm Irish very friend... upset, I know, I'm getting upset with you guys. I think you should be upset with your cable provider if your cable keeps going out every time something bad <laughs> Is he Irish honestly. or Italian? Uh, I just because he used the word shenanigans, I didn't know anyone who wasn't a leprechaun who used those words, so I had to, I had to assume that maybe he was Irish. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Devian.
2: Maybe you eat those Lucky Charms, that children's breakfast cereal. How do you know that? How,
0: how did you know? That's my favorite
1: cereal. Because, because you said shenanigans. Good point. Good point, Anthony. You, my friend, you're almost like a professor. I almost want to call you the professor, oh, Anthony Anderson. Great,
0: Professor Tony.
1: His name is Anthony Deviant. His name is Anthony. I you know what it is, corrected,
0: Tony.
2: You know what it is to say Anthony is three syllables. He can't do anything more than two syllables.
1: That is probably a fair assessment. You know what? Let's let's stop our arguing about this match. I gotta just ask though. Uh, you were talking about Puerto Rico. I'm sure there was a point coming eventually about Abdullah the Butcher and Carlos Cologne and this ongoing feud. Do you think this is the last of it?
2: The last? This is just the beginning, my friend. They've been fighting forever. They will continue to fight forever until their dying breaths.
1: Oh, my. All right, moving on to our next match, the team of Wahoo McDaniel and Mark Youngblood taking on newly minted Mid-Atlantic champion Dick Slater and Bob Orton Jr. Now, this was a... This was actually a lot less cheating than I would have thought. It seems compared to some of the other uh, matches we've seen. So I, I'm pretty sure at least the Deviant got to watch a little bit more of this match. However, ends when Orton pins Youngblood, but of course there comes the beatdown where Slater and Orton try to take out Wahoo McDaniel permanently attacking his left arm with continuous knee drops from the top turnbuckles. Guys, It seems like Wahoo McDaniel has made some enemies that have wanted to severely hurt him in the last while. How much further can this guy go? I mean, he's not exactly the youngest wrestler in the ring, if you know what I mean. Anthony? Wahoo McDaniel, one of the toughest
2: professional wrestlers that we know. He hits with that chop so hard, I wish, I'm going to say this now, my birthday wish, it's not my birthday, my birthday wish, I would love to see Wahoo McDaniel give one chop to the Deviant's non-existent pectoral region. (laughs) Because if he had a pectoral region, I doubt that will
0: ever happen.
2: Wahoo McDaniel would cave in the pectoral region, and then he would no longer have a pectoral region.
0: I doubt that that will ever happen.
2: He would hit. I'm going to talk to some people, I know people, I've got a few friends down at the neighborhood deli. We're going to take up a collection and we're going to talk to Wahoo McDaniel the next time he's in town.
0: You know that, what? i got you, friends sir. too. I've got Bob Orton and Dick Slater. Don't be a liar. Don't be a liar. You have no friends. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You guys are making me angry here. That's you know yep. I'm supposed to be making your last miserable. You're making mine lives miserable right now.
1: Well you don't want to know what thing that makes me very miserable. What? Uh, watching the end of this match, Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. jumping down on Wahoo McDaniel's arm like that. Oh, you know that, was I someday, that was fantastic. That was awesome. Somebody I hope somebody hurts his arm someday and he learns a lesson what it means to be, to be incapacitated no, or put that, into the that past. That was such like a that.
0: great ending when he jumped out and down down upon and landed on that arm. That was fabulous. Thomas, my friend, that is what they call
2: karma.
1: Indeed. Karma, indeed. All right, moving on next. An interesting uh, match. To talk about we've been talking about the glitzy. Here's where some glitz comes in. A title versus mask match. Charlie Brown taking on the Great Kabuki. Now, guys, Anthony, you've seen this Kabuki guy. He's kind of a frightening character. The Great Kabuki.
2: It's tough, we don't know a lot about the Orient. But let me tell you, Kabuki, he does this thing with the mist. I don't know where it comes from, I don't know how he does it. I talked to my friends down at the deli, we thought maybe there's someone, someone in the kitchen who knows. How do you make the green mist? Somehow you produce it in the salivary glands. It's an ancient oriental secret. We don't know. We don't know.
1: Mm, I have But the to agree. great
2: Kabuki, scary character, And let me tell you something else. Do you know who his manager
1: is? Uh, A bald person by the name of Gary Hart. Exactly. Deviant all around. Uh, Deviant. I got to ask you, Deviant. Now, you have been throwing around a lot of accusations claiming that Charlie Brown is a little bit on the boogie-woogie side, as I believe the words you used last week. Uh, You say that he seems like a man who dresses ridiculously and probably has a stupid beard. Now, you've been making, you. there was a chance here for Charlie Brown to be unmasked. You have been claiming for a long time it's the Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant. We he was,
0: and I, I was correct. Well, we still don't know. But, uh, but I never said those things about him. I don't know where you got that information.
1: Wow, you are one slippery character. It's like grabbing an eel. Yes, Anthony.
0: I just, I
2: can't believe the words that are coming out of the Deviant's mouth. I was going to say this about Gary Hart, but I think I'm going to say this about the Deviant. Uh, You, my friend, you definitely put the D in Deviant.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? Uh, Let's move on to a match that I'm going to have to say was spectacular. It was gruesome. I'm going to say even with the flair match in the main event, this to me could possibly be... One of the greatest matches that I've ever seen. It was a bloodbath. History of wrestling. It was a it was a terrible bloodbath. We're talking about Greg Valentine versus Roddy Piper, dog collar match. That means these guys were chained to each other's throat with a steel, call co- well, the collar and a steel chain. Boy, I have seen many of these kind of matches where you see guys get uh, pulled around. Maybe they get hit a little bit, but these two, wow, man. This was bloody it was crazy one of the things coming out of this i believe is roddy piper has lost something like 70 percent of the hear- of his hearing in one of his ears from the from the, the continuous blows guys oh man I, I need a chance to just calm down for a sec anthony what did you think of this match let me tell
2: you about this match first of all there's a lot of history between greg valentine and roddy piper for those of you listening that think that I don't like the deviant, or that Mr. Thomas, uh, Mr. Thomas Archer here does not like the deviant. You don't makes me angry. Pales, pale, can I finish? Pales in comparison to the hatred between Greg Valentine and Roddy Piper. These two men, if these were the last two men left on Earth and it was up to them to save humanity. Humanity would be doomed because these two would still be fighting each other instead of trying to save the world. Now, this fight was something so brutal that if I had eaten a second corned beef sandwich before I came to watch the show, I probably would have thrown it up. Because the level of brutality, the, the, the bloodshed, the the wanton care for one another's lives was non existent. I think, I think, I get, again, I'm getting a little overclipped. I think, given the chance, these two men could have killed each other.
1: Oh, I'm going to have to agree here. Very much so. Having
2: said that, this was one of the most barbaric, yet best wrestling matches I have ever seen. I was on the edge of my seat. And I think, and maybe one day history will prove me wrong, I think this will be a match they will talk about for years to come.
1: I'm going to have to agree with you right there, Anthony. Uh, Roddy Piper getting the win? But man, who really won this match? Both men beaten thoroughly. Piper receiving a horrendous ear injury. Valentine humiliated and bloodied. You know, going into this match, I wasn't even sure who to pick. I mean, Roddy Piper is a, is a tremendous wrestler, but he's also got probably one of the biggest mouths we've ever seen on anyone. But Greg the Hammer Valentine, I mean, this guy is a walking wrestling machine. And uh, as much as I don't like his attitude and the way he treats people, he chops people down like they are trees, like he is a, an axe or a hammer. He, he is just, he's destruction. So going into this match, the hatred between them, you're right, we've seen stuff done to each other, I would not do to a dog that was rabid if I was carrying a chain. It was terrible. I'm not sure where they go from here or if they'll even want to match each other again. Deviant, I I know you backed Greg Valentine a lot going into this match. You and Greg Valentine have been friends for years. I know you're not a big fan of Roddy Piper. Piper taking the win. Do you think this is the end of it?
0: After this match, uh I this is gonna to have to be the end though. because uh what, what else uh, can they, these guys do to each other that they didn't do in this match and I will say this we don't know who won I think as much well, as I Piper can't won. stand my I, as much as I can't stand my two co-hosts here I have to say all of us won us three and the fans because that the was a regular match.
1: Right, but I do want to remind you, Deviant, that Roddy Piper did in fact win this match over your friend. Greg. Oh, see,
0: uh, the cable cut out at the end of that match. Otherwise, I saw the whole match. It was fantastic, but the end, black screen.
1: Oh my lord! All right, moving on to the seventh match of the night. We have the team of Jack and Jerry Briscoe defending against Jake, Jake, Jay Youngblood, and Ricky Steamboat. Wow, just still thrown see, off by. match. I, 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 I got last
0: flabbergasted. Match.
1: You got, I mean, yeah, not just that, that. The last match did. Uh, this upcoming team, Jake Youngblood and Ricky Steamboat, the big, happy, cheerful guys, taking on Jack and Jerry Briscoe for the NWA title, Angela Mosca being the special referee. In the end, well, Youngblood and Steamboat win. And the Briscoes attack Mosca and the new, newly crowned champions And what people are just surprised. Jack and Jerry Briscoe, of all people, losing their tempers going crazy they lost their belts but now it seems they've lost the fans anthony the briscoes would you ever thought these guys would uh these guys have been paragons of wrestling virtue i i'm just very shocked here
2: you know what you say is very true paragons of wrestling uh two outstanding amateur wrestlers it, it, it's a shame that they seem to be taking uh, a road less traveled, uh, a road that I would expect someone like the Deviant to take or or maybe somebody like Greg Valentine. Uh, it's disappointing to, for the Briscoes. Uh, maybe they had an off day. Uh, maybe they, whatever they ate before the show, maybe didn't agree with them. They weren't was feeling it, was well. It,
0: was it bad corned beef?
2: Ouch. I, I don't know if they would have corned beef before a wrestling match. Uh, they are some highly tuned wrestling machines. I'm sure they'd be eating their big bowls of spaghetti with meat sauce, probably extra meat. They need the carbs for the energy. So I don't know that the corned beef sandwich. I know what you're trying to do, David. You're trying to make fun of the corned beef sandwich. I implore you, it's almost like this show. If you don't know what you're talking about, you should keep your mouth shut. But I find you still talk, anyways.
1: Oh, all right, guys.
2: What I am happy to see is I'm happy to see Jay Youngblood, Ricky Steamboat. That uh, Ricky Steamboat, good kid, he's got a lot of fire. Maybe a future world champion one day as a singles competitor. I think you might be getting a little ahead of yourself, but go ahead. I can see it. I can see it. Uh, Angelo Mosca—he's uh, a monster. I think he was the right man for the job to be the referee, and it was probably a good thing he was there.
1: All right. Anything you want to throw in about this, Deviant?
0: No, I just—I uh, think that uh, Jerry and Jack. Uh, they lost the belts. They got frustrated. What can I say? I think uh, I think they were right to do what they did. I don't. Uh, again, if you said they attacked
1: uh, the referee, yes, Angela Mosca, they attacked. I didn't see him. that. Oh my lord! How long? How long was the pay per view you watched? Thirteen <laughs> minutes. All right. Uh, moving on. The main event. Ric Flair getting his much anticipated title shot against NWA world heavyweight champion, Harley race in a steel cage. You know what? If, if, if I would say if Piper and Valentine had not put on such a tremendous uh, memorable match, this should have been the spectacular that everyone will remember. I'm not sure if the match itself will be what the people will remember, but it's definitely, I think that the start of bigger and bolder things for Ric Flair. Ric Flair taking the match, it was almost like, I don't know, it seemed like a symbolic changing of the guard. Harley Race, the old champion. I don't know if there's a lot left in the Harley Race's tank. You know, we've had him on the show. He's felt tired. He's told us, you know, maybe it was time for him to wind down a bit. I know he did it for a fact, not want Ric Flair to be the man that would defeat him. He has said that Rick Flair is nothing but a flashy, uh, big talking Goon, I think he called him, but uh, you know what? Ric Flair really put in a tremendous effort here. Uh, the guy just to me, he seems to represent what a world champion should and could be. I'm going to congratulate him for this win. And uh, I'm wondering how much time left Harley race has to give to us because Harley wasn't a young man when he won the belt last time. Uh, he's definitely not a young man right now. Anthony. What do you think of this whole situation? I have to
2: tell you what you said about the other match with Valentine and Piper, I think is very true. Uh, I think if the show finished there, people would have gone home happy. They would have gone home uh, exhausted after the fight that we saw. Having said that, Ric Flair, Harley Race, Uh, two consummate professionals put on a great match. Uh, I have to wonder about Harley race. You also make some very good points. Is this the end? Do we see him right off into the sunset? I don't know, but the future is bright for Ric Flair. And I think he's going to be a tremendous champion, one that the people and the wrestling world can be proud of.
1: Well, you know what? Just as you're talking about Hardly Race, just thinking of the great things he's done in the past, he's virtually the king of the ring is almost what I would call him. The man man was spectacular. Uh, Deviant, uh, anything you want to throw in about this match?
0: Finally, we have a new champion, Ric Flair, it was a flare for the gold. He got the gold. He's going to do big things in the future.
1: Well, excellent. Well, you know what, guys? Let, let's rate overall this, this uh, spectacular on our report card grading system. We're going to start off with you, Anthony. What would you give this card on our as a whole on our report card system? As
2: a whole, I think this card deserves four out of five corned beef sandwiches.
1: Four out of five. So that would translate to a B plus?
2: Uh, B? I don't know. Baloney? There's no baloney. But
1: uh, sure, we'll give it a B. All right. Let's move down to our good friend, the deviant. And I mean that in the, the most sincere words.
0: As much as uh, you two have angered me this past hour or so, I'm going to have to agree with Tony. And I'm going to go with a four out of five because I thought this was a great pay-per-view that Rodney Pepper match was outstanding. The Ric flair Harley Race match was outstanding. I don't know what y'all are talking about with the cheating and foreign objects. Uh, so I can't speak on that, but yeah, four out of five.
2: I would like to give you a corned beef sandwich, except I'm going to slide a foreign object into the corned beef sandwich, and I'm going to hit you right on the nose. So you know what it's like to be hit with a a foreign object, especially one that was in a corned beef sandwich.
1: Well, now you know what, Anthony? Anthony, I know you're a bit riled by the Deviant, but I want to point out something extraordinary here. As much as the Deviant likes to talk a lot of garbage and talk big things, he obviously has a deep affinity for you, Anthony, because every week we have rated our shows on a report card going from A to A to F. And because you gave a number, the Deviant, obviously worshiping you from afar, has decided to give four out of five, which I'm sure translated- absolutely. What do you get to give the show? Uh, I'm giving it a B plus because that's how we rate this show every week. And yet, when I bring on a fan, all of a sudden, what does a B B plus translate to? Um, I guess four corn (laughs) beef sandwiches. Uh See, he does love you, Anthony. I did it, I knew it. You know what? Every once in a while, even a blind
2: squirrel finds a nut. And let me tell you. I may tell you that uh, the deviant, you know, for as rattled as he may be, and he may have blacked out more times than his cable connection. I don't know uh, what kind of vino he's drinking, but uh, you know what? It's good of him to at least once in a while be smart enough to recognize how good
1: four out of five corned beef sandwiches can be. Well, you know what that's a tremendous analogy it gave us about the squirrel thing because as far as i've known the deviant he's always been looking for his nuts so folks we want to thank you this week oh, for joining yeah. us. Oh, you know what? i've
0: had it i am i done i've had it
1: well you just can't walk away i have a contract no, I, we'll see it. you next week deviant I'm done. bye well folks that's been another great edition of global plus we want to thank everyone especially anthony anderson anthony This was the most tremendously fun episode I've ever had. You had the deviant on the ropes. I've never seen anyone take it to that slime ball as quick as you did. The only
2: thing that would make me happier would be to do this show with a corned beef sandwich and a nice cold pickle by my side.
1: Well, you know what? We've heard that this, uh, I was just handed a note a few minutes ago by the NWA officials telling me that next year there will be a Starcade 2. So for sure, Anthony, we are going to invite you back. And you know what? I think if there are some big shows down the road, if the WWF decides to get their, I don't know what they would call their thing. Uh, You can't use star. Super slam. Ooh, wrestle fest. No, that doesn't, those sound terrible. Anyways, if the WWF manages to put together a show with the big, we'll have you back on again. Sir, the corned beef sandwiches are on me this week. We'll see you at the deli, folks, and we'll see you in the ring. Deviant, say goodbye to your lovely fans. Oh, wait, pleasure be has been all yours. Good night, people.